Hi, this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel, and today I interview Samantha Sinek of the DuBeaumont Foundation about communication challenges within a team. So Samantha shows us that even when working on large-scale projects, success can still hinge on a team of individuals who are often experts in separate fields communicating well together. She tells us what she's learned next. Welcome to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication with Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Providing you with tips and strategies you can use to improve your patient engagement. Now this is the time where I usually tell you about one of our great low-cost audiobook bundles. And please do check them out. But today, I want to tell you that coming soon, we have a super exciting announcement. Health Communication Partners has a whole new way to support you when it comes to health communication. And it's been years in the making, and I'm so excited. So go to healthcommunicationpartners.com, get our newsletter, catch up on our exclusive articles and past podcast episodes, and keep your eyes and ears peeled for our big news. I'm on Skype with Samantha Sinek from the DeBeaumont Foundation. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So you and I met when you were still working at Columbia University. So maybe you can tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure thing. So I am an early career professional in public health and I am passionate about the governmental public health workforce. (laughs) My first job was working for the Region 2 Public Health Training Center, where I provided training opportunities for governmental public health professionals in um, Region 2. And now I'm working at DeBeaumont, and I am the program officer for their Workforce Development Center. So how is what you're doing at DeBeaumont different from what you did for Columbia? Sure. So at At Columbia, I was providing more individual training opportunities, things like webinars and online self-directed programs. And now at DeBeaumont, I'm providing more systems level change in workforce development. So the, the biggest project that we're working on right now is called Research to Action. And we're helping seven health departments go through a change management process in order to improve their recruitment and retention at their agency. So that is a lot of communication and a lot of education. I know you pointed out that your early career, but you've got a lot of experience already in helping public health folks communicate and educate. And so I want to ask you, what's one challenge you've faced in your work when it comes to communicating or educating? Yeah. When I was working at the Region 2 Public Health Training Center, we were charged with providing training on three strategic skills, and these skill areas were systems thinking, change management, and persuasive communication. And these are very abstract concepts. They're more difficult to teach than Mm. technical skills. So my director and I, we had a great idea to put these these skill areas within a case study. We were going to use the opioid epidemic, which was very relevant and very timely for most health departments and their communities. 
Mm. And we worked with three subject matter experts that knew everything about these strategic skill areas. However, (laughs) our director and I, we really had a tough time communicating the vision of what our training would look like. And because our subject matter experts were used to in-person trainings, lectures, it was hard to get us all on the same page about creating a online training with this type of of work, this type of areas. It's ironic that you've got subject matter experts in communication and, and, and educating together. <laughs> the communication is still not easy. Mm-hmm. So what were the biggest challenges of this project for you? I think the biggest challenges for this project was getting enough time for the team to brainstorm, uh, enough time for the team to decide on what was the problem we were trying to solve, what, was, what were the learning objectives, the things we were trying to teach? Mm. And lastly, getting us all aligned on what the big picture of the project was. What was the vision? Where were we going? That's a lot. I mean, gosh. <laughs> so why, why were those challenges important to you? These challenges were important to the team as a whole because it was going to it was going to guide the work and make sure that we created the most quality training we could for our audience um, by getting getting aligned on the big picture and really def- defining the problems so that it was the same for all of the subject matter experts. That made sure that we really met the needs of the people who were going to get trained. So as you're talking, I'm wondering if maybe some of the providers in our audience might be kind of smiling and nodding a bit because it sounds like some of these challenges, getting the team time to brainstorm, getting the team to decide on what the problem really is, getting the team aligned on the big picture. I wonder if maybe some of those they could identify with in the clinical teams because of all of the importance of good team communication. So I wonder if maybe you have some advice, some of what you've learned in dealing with these issues since you first encountered them in Columbia. Yeah. I think that one thing I've noticed as I moved from Columbia to De Beaumont is that these problems, they happen everywhere. They're not just at my public health training center. They're not just at the foundation. They're at health departments. They're at hospitals. They're any place where people are working on really complex and difficult problems to solve. So I think that what I've learned so far, and everybody can take this with a grain of salt because I am an early career professional and I'm still learning. Is, is that the brainstorming piece is really important and it's really important to do it in a non-judgmental way and really adding upon each other's ideas. Being able to say yes and to something, being able to say to someone, that's a great idea and what if we did this as well? Being curious, being, being curious about what that person is thinking. I think also getting everybody on the same page, this sounds silly, but asking those obvious questions with curiosity. Like what? Able, <laughs> it, it <would> be, <laughs> like when you're in a meeting and you think that everyone in that meeting has agreed to something, be the brave one to step up and say, I think I heard you say this. Is that correct? And have them mm-hmm. say back to you, yes, that was what I said. Or no, actually, I was thinking more like this. You'd be surprised how many times someone will say, no, actually, I, that was misinterpreted. So 
um, I think asking those obvious questions and then also just making the space to brainstorm. We don't put it into our grant proposals. We don't put it into our work plans. But <laughs> I would say that they're some of the most important things is to have time at the beginning of your project to brainstorm, make sure you're on the same page and to reflect at critical points during your process to make sure that you're still aligned. Sam, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your stories. Thanks, Anne-Marie. I'm glad that I was on your show. <laughs> this has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Lieber with Samantha Sinek from the DeBeaumont Foundation. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.